0: Welcome back to the Growing Lean Podcast, sponsored by Lean Discovery Group. This is your host, Dylan Burke, also known as Deej. I'm very happy to be here with Lou Carter, CEO and founder of Best Practices Institute and Most Loved Workplace. Welcome, Lou.
1: Hey, Deej. Thanks for having me on today. Thank you.
0: Thanks for being here. Um, To get us started, can you tell us a little bit about your history and background and how you ended up where you are today?
1: Sure, I'm Luke Carter. So I, I started out, uh, hey, uh, back in 98 as a uh, I was a consultant at Ernst & Young. And I worked in what we used to call it C4 lab, which is funny, it's cons- computers, consumer electronics, content and communications, otherwise known as the internet. <laughs> it was back then C4, right, went into leadership development, got my graduate degree in, uh, in uh, social work psych from Columbia wrote a bunch of books on best practices. Uh, was at Columbia first day, nine 11, the plane hit the tower. That was my first day of school. So it, it, it changed my life. It changed everybody's lives living in New York and Manhattan. So I did what any red blooded American man would do. I created a jo- I created I traded a jump circle. Okay. <laughs> I was waiting for yeah. that. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Most most men, went, you know, and and really fought, of course, that's the joke. Uh, so so uh, I started started drum circle, and this this concept of community, and how community and love, and for each other, and to, and the the and the uh, the practice of drumming together, um, people really hel- were helped by it, right? They really loved it, um, and. It reduced stress it allowed people to feel like you were they were in community at a time where they were completely depressed and lost lives and it grew 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 got big columbia and so I, I i got my degree and i thought i really like this community thing i love community so um and you know what they call a drummer without a girlfriend what homeless <laughs> So I needed a job, so I went to my friend uh, Joe Benito. Hi, Joe. Thank you from Pfizer. And I said, Hey, Joe, I need a job. Well, no, I—is that what Lou's asking me for? Said, Yeah, I want to be your director of leadership development. He says, Nope, that's not going to work. He says, No way. You're gonna—you're not gonna like it here. You're gonna get—you're gonna get upset at cultures don't move and change the way you do because you can't stand cultures that don't move or companies that don't move and stay stagnant or super dysfunctional. Okay. Then how about this how about you join my company and be my first client he said yes (laughs) because i said why don't we benchmark against other companies and see how they're doing against you and then create programs and practices that help you become even better he said that sounds good he signed up we got other companies like volvo and we got motorola we got uh ge and we got uh, Microsoft, all these, all these companies, everybody, Bank of America to do this work and, and, and to benchmark with us. So I became a benchmark consortium, benchmark council. So mass, lots of data and, uh, basically COVID hit. Right. And I said, I got to write a book (laughs) and I just had written a book just a little bit before I did research on something called emotional connectedness, which connects back to the community area. Right. How do people in general, right? Become more emotionally connected so they can perform more, do more, stay longer. So that's been something I've always done. I always talked about whether I taught in Asia and China and Singapore, wherever I was around the world, that's what I talked about. How can we get more connected together regardless of our differences? So, um, I wrote a book on it. I did research on it and found that, um, if you love your company, you're two to four times more likely to produce more and better than if you're a non most loved workplace or a company where you're not loved so i built a bunch of uh, i i got a lot of information on it certified a bunch of companies and um newsweek approached me wanted to do a list with me issues with me so we created three different issues america's most loved workplaces UK's most live workplaces and top global, most of workplaces places, not, not the top in the world, global, global is different than the world. It's global companies. And now we have the excellence 1000 index that we are creating, which are ethical, socially responsible, sustainable, financially responsible also have high customer and employee sentiment. Companies who do the right thing. All right. And they get served as best practitioners. So that's that's my that's my life. I, I you know I I I uh, uh, you know our we have our love of workplace index. We drive change throughout companies. Uh, we're data gatherers and giving opportunities and to really look deeply into data from a construct that we've done to label it um, uh, and uh, with advanced uh, and natural language processing. Uh, uh uh tools in our team, which is awesome. I love them all. Grant Ingersoll, former CTO of Wikipedia. We have former uh, uh, VP at, at Plebeal Fluent. We've got um that's Carrie. We've got numerous other people on our team. I'm just super proud of. I love working with them. Pe- people who are smarter than me. And you can't do it any other way. You can go a lot farther together. So that's what I do. Um, you know the you know I know you're a SaaS product guy. So I wanna know more about you and your work um, and why you wanna interview a guy like me.
0: So we, firstly, thank you for that. Um, I love that and I admire how your brain works about working with clever people. I totally agree with that. (laughs) Um, We are obviously a software development company. Um, This podcast is about you, so I'll keep this short. Um, We interview entrepreneurs and CEOs and founders um, just to find out what their challenges are, how they've overcome them, um, what adversity they've faced in starting and maintaining and scaling their businesses. Um, So we kind of like look to inspire our audiences and ourselves, to be honest.
1: Cool. What can I, what can I answer for you today? What's the, what can I answer? What do you want to Okay, amazing.
0: So firstly, I want to know what is the biggest problem that you've consistently faced and How have you solved it, or how do you deal with it?
1: I look at problems as something I can get better at every day. You have a problem, you ask for advice, you do cost-benefit on it, on whether you should do it or not do it, and what the cost is of doing it, the benefit of doing it, and then I commit to it as a change, and I follow up on it every single day. You don't follow up on something you're you 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 are so much less likely to achieve that change. Uh, doesn't matter what it is. Um, they say it takes up a 12 times uh, uh, more to uh, to follow up than than if you don't follow up. So you'll have you'll actually if you if you follow up two times with people about change you'll get you'll get negative. Receive change. If you follow up twelve times, that's when you get to the positive change. So just imagine that for a second. You work with someone. You have a problem. You ask for advice. they're you're responsible to that person for being accountable to them. And you only go to them two more times about that change to show them you changed. They're going to think you didn't change. And you give yourself real high scores. I did so much better, and that. I'm at an eight. I'm at a nine. We have to remember there's impermanence in life. What we're doing today doesn't really matter. What we do tomorrow does matter. Now now we're doing the same thing again tomorrow or are we going to do the same thing today?
0: 100%. 100%. And so we are talking about most loved workplace, correct? Is that your main business?
1: That's correct. Yeah. Most love our place. You know, with Best Fractured Institute is the Benchmarking Association. And-
0: okay, Sean. And- what, uh, can you walk us through your overall business strategy of how you firstly acquire your uh, clients and how you nurture them through your processes?
1: Yeah. So, uh, all right. <clears throat> so we we have a free certification for people, so they can they start they come in with us we and they can get certified for free. We now that doesn't mean it's free like easy to do. It means we have a process for them to uh, take our level workplace index and uh, get through our system, so we could. Uh, and, and prove that their employees really do um, have this construct and sentiment toward them, uh, with regard to the spark and love, love analytics scores, and that's where it starts. That's where everything starts. And um, you know, they can choose; they could keep it free, or they could choose to work with us to improve and continue and adapt and grow. Um, those are the companies that are serious about change and those are the ones that we want to work with the ones who are not serious about change there's no real reason why we'd want to work with them um, you, you know when a company's serious about it companies who are great most love workplaces are companies that realize that they uh, they may be one in one point in time they may be not one tomorrow if they don't 100%. continue yeah if they don't continuously change and adapt and grow, culture is is very um, mal. It's it's very uh fluid, They're very fluid, and um, it must be continuously uh, uh, watered <laughs> and helped. And that really is what what we're all about.
0: Hundred percent and. What metrics do you use to firstly measure the success of the businesses you work with and your own business?
1: Well, the most important thing to me, we have we have something called um, yeah, we were just talking about this actually um, on on a call before you, um, which is uh, the the degree of Carrie was just saying it um, the degree of happiness, customer happiness, right? Because that has to do with retention. So, you know, to, to which degree, um, have we made the customer happy and given them an excellent experience that comes first and foremost, because it drives everything we do, everything you everybody does. I'd say, well, have you given them an excellent experience today? I did an eight. It's not bad. How do you get to a nine? Right. You know, 10 is out of the park. Really? It's you know, unheard of, um, but that speaks to retention. Uh, it speaks to uh, getting new customers, of course, too. Uh, when we do well with customers, customers are happy. That tends to be the way that you develop and grow a company in the right way.
0: Hundred percent. And what metrics, if any, are you looking to improve?
1: Always customer happiness. Uh, I always want to customer. I always want to improve that. I don't care if I'm at a nine or ten. I always want to do it because it's impermanent. You know, just because you did something good today for a customer doesn't mean tomorrow you're going to. And you're going to be lax. You know, I think of it like running. Every day I got to get up and I got to run. If I didn't run, right, the next day I'm going to lose that ability to do a mile. If I didn't do two miles the next day, I'm going to lose that ability to do two miles, right? I got to keep going. So for me, it's I don't take anything for granted. I take nothing for granted. And I always think about every single day, what am I going to do to push myself, even when I'm feeling like I don't want to push myself? And I feel the same way about my team. I feel the same way about all of our metrics, whether it's retention or um, any of the fancy WAU's, and uh, we, we, you know, and, and uh, customer acquisition, and, uh, SLAs, and, and you know, you know, marketing qualified leads, MQLs, SQLs. And we got it all in terms of the, <laughs> the metrics i don't care as much as as the fact that my my i don't care as much about what it is than my line in the sand which is i don't care what it is today if it's great or not make it better tomorrow
0: 100 100 and if I were to ask you to rate your level of satisfaction with your business on a scale of one to 10, what would you rate it?
1: Well, I love my business. I, I, am and I'm getting a little older. So if I didn't love it, uh, I would not be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how, you know, your age, I don't, I want to ask, but you know, I, I'm on the, I'm on, you know, I'm on, I'm nearing the, uh, last quarter kind of thing, last, Yeah, it's the last 15, you know, I'm going toward retirement, you know, 15 years. So, you know, and I'll always be a coach or consultant and a strategic advisor, senior advisor um, and write books and stuff like that. Yet, if I did not love this company and I did not love going through this process, you would not I would not be talking to you today and I would stop what I'm doing.
0: Amazing. I love that answer. So (laughs) I assume it's in the 910 region. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and where where do you see your industry heading in the next let's say 5 years and 10 years?
1: It's a great industry. I can't say enough about this industry. If you're at the forefront of it, which we have I've invested in doing with the team I'm investing in. Um you know like people say what are you investing in? I'm investing in Tesla. I'm investing... No, I'm investing in teams. I'm investing in people, I'm investing in myself. And um, that's what the future belongs to is people who decide to invest um, and in the right people, and what I call higher, fast, fire, faster. So I, I, I you know, you could take a stock out when it goes down if you know it's going to go down the bottom. It's kind of like I think buying talent's a little bit like crypto these days. <laughs> because there's too much of it. And like you get you get the rug pulled out of you out from you from a lot of talent out there. They pull the rug, same way crypto does. So I don't like to get in those situations. I don't like rug pulls. So I don't go into them. I and I recommend that for all your audience. I don't know how many you have, we haven't talked about that. But anyone who's listening to it uh today, don't do a rug pull. Don't get into a rug pull situation.
0: hundred percent. And so obviously, over the last like year and a half, we've gone through a bit of an AI revolution in terms of efficiency and tools available. So how have you adapted to that? And are you making use of any of these tools to further efficientize, <laughs> uh, make your business more efficient?
1: I lost you a little bit, but I think what you're saying. Am I making use of AI tools?
0: Yes, correct.
1: Is that correct? Yes. Okay. We're creating. We're creating them for our to, for our own tool for our own software products um, that we provide to our clients and customers to make better decisions about uh, what people are asking them to do and doing them with strategic speed and um, then uh, uh, discovering uh, through our own labeling system. That uses NLP and machine learning. Um, what? Where are the biggest problem areas and risk areas? So we we create our own machine learning and NLP. Um, do I personally utilize generative AI? Um, it'd be crazy not to. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I mean, I, if someone told me they didn't, I mean, I I'd question whether they were living in twenty twenty three or if there might be, you know. Potentially inside of a hole somewhere in Mogadishu. <laughs> I, I I can't imagine someone not. I can't, I just couldn't imagine it.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. It's if you're not using the tools available, you you will fall behind, and that's that's a fact. I,
1: yeah, absolutely. There's there's there are so many smart systems who have been trained and can utilize constructs and create. Um, effective and super, uh, uh, um, uh, intelligent, super intelligent systems. And, um, you know, we're, we're not quite at, uh, uh, you know, a place where we're going to go all robot. We won't go there yet. It's not exponential change. I don't believe it is. Um, it it may be one day and I, I, you know, I hope me and my, and, and my other generations, um, don't experience that in a negative way. I think a lot of the work that's being done now with OpenAI um, won't get there. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll ensure it won't get there. And A lot of the SOC 2 requirements and AICPA, other rules and associations will not, because those are the standards that we're programming into AI, um, there's enough guardrails for effective ethical truth to be presented within those generative AI environments singularity is not singularity is not possible
0: well not yet (laughs) we hope not I
1: hope not and when we get there um which is inevitable um I mean it is we I mean we you know I mean we know it is is the question is you know 100 200 years 500 years you know Are we properly setting up the ethical construct for it and that that I that I know is important and i'm very much hoping i'm hoping that what with the excellence index, we have. And with the list and issues that we do and the research, we do that it will form and help to form and contribute to the foundation of a better, more sustainable ethically sociable socially responsible society. 100%
0: Um, so. Lou, we are running out of time, um, and I know you're in a bit of a rush. So what advice would you give to other business owners looking to succeed in your industry?
1: Do what you believe. If you don't, don't invest in it. Work with those who you love. If you don't, don't invest in them. And if you if you feel overworked, overtired, hungry, angry, lonely, tired every single day, if you want to do meditation and you want to do any of the other fun stuff that gets you away from it, you could try it. However, and think more about what you're doing and how you're spending your time and who you're spending your time with, because that really is your greatest source of success.
0: amazing. I love that. And thank you for your time and your insights and for being on the show. Um, How can people get in touch with Lou Carter if you've got any offers for them or if they want to check out your companies? Um, What's the best way for them to reach out?
1: Well, the the tool is workplacele.com, you should check out. Also, um, mostloveworkplace.com, and our main company is bestpracticeinstitute.org. Um, I'm Lou, Lou or Lewis Carter, and my book is in great company.
0: Amazing! Thanks so much.
1: Thanks, Dylan.